millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision rpn is not responsible for the views actions statements or opinions of its guests advertisers or even its viewers The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. You better be careful. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. We've got a lot to discuss. President Trump and Joe Biden both just visited the border. Of course, Joe Biden's idea of visiting the border is a select, highly manicured and very safe portion where there's a big, beautiful wall. Donald Trump, well, he visited Eagle Pass with Governor Greg Abbott. It was a very, very different scene. We've got new updates in the ethical violations of Fannie Willis. New updates in President Trump's cases and the Supreme Court of the United States has decided to take up the question of presidential immunity. It's up to SCOTUS to save POTUS. If you guys haven't yet, please consider hitting the like button. Help us out by sharing the show. If you're over there on Getter, I believe you can tap the screen. It'll create some hearts. The same with... X would be Twitter. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. Drivers are being warned. High fuel prices are on the way, not only because oil prices around the world are up, but because there are more cars on the road now that winter is over. The country's average cost for a gallon of gas rose to $3.15 a gallon, and an increase of more than 20% compared to pre-2020 prices. What's worse, experts say these gas prices could head a lot higher. Now that's why tens of thousands of drivers are beating the greedy oil companies by spending less at the pump with this amazing 
little device. This magical device is an intelligent fuel saver that easily installs and helps reprogram your vehicle to lower fuel consumption. This small and lightweight gadget helps increase fuel efficiency by as much as 25%, power by as much as 35%, and torque by as much as 25%. The first month alone supports the cost of the device itself. You can experience the incredible fuel savings it offers at an exclusive 50% off discount right now by going to my special website, ReduceMyFuel.com. Plus, you can try it risk-free for a full 60 days through their safe and secure website. Don't miss out on this exclusive offer right now. Unlock 50% off and get free shipping at ReduceMyFuel.com. Once again, that's ReduceMyFuel.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you're having a lovely day. As I said in the introduction, we have so much to discuss. And thanks to the tenacious insistence of one geezer man out there in the chat, we are going to begin with a compare and contrast of the two presidential visits to the border just earlier today. You sure about that? Ah. (laughs) You sure about that? You sure about that? I am sure that Donald Trump had a much better visit than Joe Biden. Take a look at this. You can actually see the difference between these two visits. First of all, The military was there to join and welcome President Trump. That would, of course, be the Texas National Guard, if I'm not mistaken. On the left, you can see Joe Biden, a doddering old fool, barely able to walk over a small pebble. They said Donald Trump had trouble wearing dress shoes, walking down a ramp. Well, Joe Biden is probably wearing Skechers and he's having trouble walking down a small, shallow dirt path. That's even Graded away from him. Looks like the Customs and Border Patrol is there to visit Biden, welcome him. Now, you know that Donald Trump's at the border. Why? Because there is a big, beautiful barrier that was put in by the Texas National Guard doing everything they can to stop the flow of illegal migrants spreading across the border. The same people that Joe Biden and his administration are essentially financing their trips. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But I think it's quite obvious here that Donald Trump is a man of strength. He's a man of of perseverance. He's a man of leadership. Joe Biden looks like he's lost at the southern border. He's, do you know where my family is? I can't find my car keys. Donald Trump, meanwhile, is, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Oh, you're that's a good, strong handshake. Donald Trump is that cool guy. Joe Biden is uh, truly, truly lost. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Uh, also, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a, a longer look at Joe Biden uh, walking at the southern border. Making uncomfortable jokes, touching people in inappropriate ways. Here we get a better look at how many people are there. It looks just like your typical Biden rally. The only people that are there are the ones who are paid to be there. Right this way, Mr. President, right this way. 
Yeah, yeah. This is just sad as far as I'm concerned. We also have a video from Donald Trump actually speaking at the border. And uh, unlike Joe Biden, Donald Trump has no problem speaking the name of Lake and Riley, a beautiful young college student who was murdered by an illegal Venezuelan gang member that Joe Biden allowed to freely enter the United States of America without any sort of papers or permission to be here. This man was a murderous rapist and of course the poor family of lake and riley looks like president trump actually took the time to meet with her joe biden can't even say her name let's go ahead and listen to president trump's thoughts on this tragic situation and of course it's not working because it's x Here we go. The uh, reports have come out and we've been covering them and everybody's been. And I spoke to the parents of an incredible young lady and you you saw her the other day. You saw what happened the other day in Georgia and the parents are devastated. They're incredible people. But this is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. I call him Crooked Joe because he's crooked. He's a terrible president, the worst president our country's ever had. Uh, probably the most incompetent president we've ever had. But it's uh, allowing thousands and thousands of people to come in from China, Iran, Yemen, the Congo, Syria, and a lot of other nations. Many nations are not very friendly to us. He's transported the entire columns of uh, fighting-aged men, and they're all at a certain age. And you look at them and say, they're They look like warriors to me. Something's going on that's bad. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. It's migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. So we'll just leave it. But every time you hear the term migrant crime, you know where that comes from, allowing thousands and thousands and actually millions and millions of people to come could be 15 million could be 18 million by the time he uh, gets out of office because hopefully the biggest risk we have is nine months that's a long time a lot of bad things can happen a lot of bad things can happen in nine months and truthulu i love that name uh and uh he says thanks for everything you do you help us all stay sane good i'm glad i'm glad it's working because it helps me too i've had a rough couple of days guys i'm not gonna lie i I don't even want to get into it but maybe i'll talk about what happened earlier today but uh something disturbed millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as cbd this new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Something disturbing happened, and I'm trying to make sure that it's all sorted out before I say something on the air about it. But uh, I'm just saying that it's it's been an unusual couple of days. The energy is uh, is not good. And uh, I, it, when I get here on the air and I can start talking and I'm looking at the chat and I'm looking at these stories and I think about how things are moving in the right direction, it helps me to kind of remain sane the entire time. Now, one thing I did notice is that this appears to be a U.S. Air Force uh, uh, service member behind President Trump there. I was thinking that the people in uniform would have been from the Texas National Guard uh, or from some other Texas military, the, the Department of the Military, I believe they call it. Uh, but this guy is in an Air Force uniform, or at least he's got an Air Force patch on him. Um, I didn't serve in the Air Force, so if anybody has any insight as to why that might be, I would be really interested to know. Uh, here also is President Trump. Uh, meeting at looks like the command center with Governor Greg Abbott and some members of the Texas Division of Military Affairs. Uh, let me see. Um, and Truth Social 1981 US, you are done. Goodbye. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, please definitely keep keep me, keep Lisa, keep all of us in your prayers. Uh, I would sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. So uh, so this is the National Guard headquarters set up by Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, his efforts to overcome that Biden migrant crime invasion. I, we do need to make that something shorter. I love it when Donald Trump makes a name. For, we call it we call it the the Biden rape invasion. We, we call it the the Biden crime invasion, whatever it might be. John, Donald Trump adds some 
somebody's name, so then it sticks in the uh, news cycle and people think, oh, my gosh, there's another example of migrant crime. Oh, okay. And why is that happening? Well, it's because Joe Biden opened up the borders of the country. He allowed for a military aged man invasion. And here we are. We keep seeing every day women, children, men being murdered by these illegal aliens who each and every one of them do not deserve to be here. Uh, the fact that they're still breathing and walking around, they ought to count their blessings because I don't know how much longer that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, Georgia is one state, you know, but I- I'd like to see some of these Venezuelan gang members try that down in Texas. Let's see what happens. F around, find out. And I thought I still had. Oh, there he is. See, as you can see, the more you f- around, the more you're going to find out. And you will. Let's go ahead and take a look at Donald Trump and Greg Abbott meeting at the National Guard border headquarters doing the job that the federal government refuses to do. Let me ask you this. Does anybody know uh, why Greg Abbott is paralyzed? Like, did he have polio or did he get into a car accident or was it something else? I've never heard it actually like uh, like like specified. Um, and so I don't know. Maybe he has partial use of his legs. Maybe it's uh, it's it's, you know, something I don't know. But if anybody knows, I, I'm interested to know exactly why. Uh, what, what do you want to bet Joe Biden did not come visit the Texas National Guard border headquarters? Uh, Joe Biden probably didn't even visit a uh, border guard shack at one of those ramshackle crossings they have made weaker since he stepped into the office of the residency. All right, so we can't really hear anything, but I think that the insinuation is the same. Donald Trump exudes leadership. Donald Trump exudes the energy of a man who deserves to be the president of the United States. What do they call it? BDE. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, here, of course, is uh, additional footage of President Trump speaking at the border wall. Uh, or rather, the border at Eagle Pass. Let's listen to this one more clip. Of course. Everybody, this is an honor. We've been spending a lot of time with the governor and everybody. And the job they've done is incredible. But, you know, sadly, we're saying it's a military operation. It's an amazing job. And if you look at uh, Arizona, they haven't done anything there. Governor hasn't done a thing, and the governor in California hasn't done a thing. People are flowing through there like nothing, but Texas is very secure and is going to be even more secure by the time you finish, which will be soon. And See, thank you just, very much, everybody. It just this goes is- to show you <clears throat> that the efforts that Texas is undertaking to ensure that the border gets shored up and that the migrants are caught, that the illegals, I hate, I hate that I am like stuck in the idea of saying migrants because they're just illegals. They're criminals. There's no other way to really put it. 
And I think that when we use the term migrants, it soft shoes the whole thing. It kind of, you know, puts a, a soft edge on it. But this is a piece of broken glass in the bottom of your foot. There's really no way to talk about it without talking about the pain, the tearing flesh and the blood that's gushing out of that open wound. That's exactly what we got at the southern border. And so Texas is the only one to have done anything about it. Uh, we don't have any efforts that have been undertaken in Arizona. Of course, that's a Democrat uh, run state right now doesn't mean that it's a, a Democrat majority state, but they stole that election. We know that uh, the uh, state of California, Gavin Newsom, uh, th- that situation is so bad. I think the only way it's going to get fixed is for the new California state to come into existence. And it's on the way. Uh, the governors of these Republican states, these are the things that they're focused on, keeping the people safe. OK, However, you go to some place like uh, uh, Oregon, okay? Uh, you go to some place like Washington. Unfortunately, largely, uh, considering the fact that it's a Democrat-run area, you've got these overtly liberal uh, policies and, and indoctrinations taking place. It, like in the city of Portland, uh, a 49-year-old stripper named Viva Las Vegas <laughs> is running for mayor in the city of Portland. Now, of course, Portland, they're giving out like free heroin, cocaine, and uh, crystal methamphetamine. And if there was ever going to be a city that would probably end up electing a prostitute or a stripper, I got to say, it's probably going to be Portland. Now, she does not have any experience. Uh, the only experience she has with politicians is uh, doing the pole dance in front of them. Uh, however, she is getting some uh, some some attention. Uh, I guess she did a TED talk. She wrote a book. Uh, she put out a movie. She says strippers are amazingly strong, graceful human beings inside and out. I would invite them into Mary's to let me change their minds. Uh, she's been stripping for 27 years. So I suppose in that amount of time, she's probably learned a thing or two from local politicians. Um, but I do not believe that someone like her is going to be a good leader for the city of Portland. Donald Trump was a good leader because he wasn't a politician, but he was a businessman. I guess he knew his stuff. Maybe she's going to be a great mayor because she's also business minded. I don't know. But I just thought that was pretty funny in Portland. A 49 year old stripper is running. And what's more funny that she's running for mayor or that she's still stripping at the age of 49. God bless her. Good for you, lady. Number one, Indiana dad says in 1984, Abbott was jogging and an oak tree fell on him. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That is horrible. Uh, okay. Well, thank you very much for telling me. Freight Awakening says paralyzed from the waist down. Mohap. God, that is awful. Man. Okay. Well, you know, God bless Governor Greg Abbott, too. You know, he's, I, I got to say, when he was elected, I, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't think that he's going to do anything good. He's a rhino. But I, I, I say that the actions he's taken to secure the people of Texas have proven that, at the very least, he's got some good ideas and he knows how to implement them. Uh, Paul, hey, Paul the Deplorable, I was just talking about New California State. What's up, son? He says it's more and more obvious that we're watching a movie, but this damn movie keeps taking more and more money out of my pocket and I can't leave the theater. LKW Cross, thank you so much for that donation over there on Ko-Fi. Yeah, Paul, uh, exact same boat here, brother. Exact same boat. Uh, here's the thing. 
it's going to continue to get more and more painful. I, I remember saying this after the 2020 election. People are like, Donald Trump will be back. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, you better get ready, son. You better get ready because we are about to go through some significant pain here in America. There's no way around it. Uh, I did not think that Donald Trump was going to be returned to the office of the presidency before the 2024 election. And people got mad at me for saying that. You know, all I'm doing is giving you my opinion. You don't have to agree with me if you don't want to. But uh, yes, I am with you. I completely understand. Uh, we are basically having the life, blood, and our wealth siphoned out of us. What little wealth we have left now that we've had three years under Joe Biden. All I can say is that this is a great time to really connect with family and friends. Community is how we're going to get through this. Okay. Being part of your community, taking an active role in your community, in politics, in, you know, your school and whatever it is that you feel called to do. You can do it. Every single one of us has the ability to do it. And it's so vitally important because if we're not the ones who end up taking on and inheriting this system, then it's just going to get inherited by somebody else, just like the people who are in power right now. Donald Trump will be a transformative leader once again. We'll have four more years with him. It's going to be really, really important for us to make that plan for what happens next. And I hope that we are that plan. Uh, all right. Continuing on. I thought I was really, really upset when I saw this story. I mean, what a tragedy right here. Kids do stupid things. OK, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, I got in trouble when I was a young man <clears throat> and, you know, shortly after I turned 18 and there is a, a, a certain permanence to that happening. You know, when you're under the age of 18, kids kind of feel like they're invincible, like, oh, you know, whatever, it'll be no big deal. I'll be, uh, you know, my I will get to be an adult by the time I'm 18. But unfortunately, if kids don't have that direction and the drive and, you know, this kid, his parents broke up in the last year or so. You know, what what kind of trauma is he dealing with having to watch his family split up while his mom's living in Washington, D.C. and his dad is being branded like a wife beater in the media? You know, I mean, you know, the, somebody needs to be there for Lauren Boebert's son to hold him, to give him a hug and to tell him that there are people out there who care about him. This is my uh, feelings on the whole thing. But Tyler J. Boebert, uh, he's just been arrested in what appears to be a string of uh, of criminal actions. He's got to be running with the wrong crowds. Anarchist Alice says, driving from Kentucky, Utah, Kentucky to Utah for my sister's wedding. I love listening to RP78. RP78 is as good, if not better, than listening to Art Bell. So freaking good at conversation. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that, brother. Drive safe, okay, because we need you. And tell your sister congratulations. So what happened? Well, on February 27th, around 2.30 p.m., uh, police officers with the Rifle Police Department arrested young Tyler J. Bober, 18 years old. Comes after a recent string of vehicle trespass and property thefts in Rifle. Sounds like he was maybe breaking into cars. Uh, the charges against Tyler are severe. There's four felony counts for criminal possession of identification documents. So maybe he was stealing people's wallets. Uh, there are multiple victims. One felony Felony count of conspiracy to commit a felony alongside 15 additional misdemeanor and petty offenses. Now, here's the other thing. Normally, a politician would probably be able to get their kid out of that trouble. I'm a firm believer in the idea uh, that when kids screw up, they need to pay the price. OK, they, they need to actually feel the pain 
of the uh, of the crimes they've committed. They they need to go through the process. Why? So they are never in a position to think it's a good idea to commit crimes ever again. They need to understand that there is a penalty to pay if you do the wrong thing so that he will grow up and decide to change his entire life around. He's got to make his mom and dad proud. But Lauren Boebert issued a a pretty heartfelt statement um, about her son's arrest. She said, I love my son, Tyler who has been through some very difficult public challenges for a young man and the subject of attention that he didn't ask for. You got, you're right. I mean, he was forced into the limelight when his mom became like a, a MAGA icon. It breaks my heart to see my child struggling and in this situation, especially when he has been provided multiple opportunities to get his life on track. So it sounds like maybe this has been a recurring theme. Perhaps Tyler needs to have the long arm of the law reach out and give him a good thump, and maybe he'll be good for the future. Sterling Cannabis, hey, he says, today is the 25th anniversary of my mom's birthday. Happy Sadie Hawkins Day, everyone. Uh, Happy the 25th anniversary of my mom's birthday. So are you saying 25 years since your mom passed away, Sterling? Is that what you're saying? Um, because if your mom is only 25, I mean, that would be the 25th anniversary. It's going to be my 46th anniversary of my birthday this year. So, yeah, they need to understand that there is consequences for their actions. This is why Washington, D.C. doesn't give two shits about what happens to them or to us. Okay, because they are taken care of. Nobody's touching their bank accounts. Okay, the government is largely paying for everything for them. The government gives them a wonderful salary and they get a pension. They just keep getting free health care and free money for the rest of their lives. They can do whatever they want. They get out of their position of public service and they get hired into the private sector and they make millions upon millions of dollars. And while they're in public office, they get stock tips, they get free advance information, and they use that to make themselves rich, enrich themselves, enrich their family members. This is why... There is no incentive for them to do the right thing. These people need to feel the pain in the same way that the people of the United States of America feel this pain. Otherwise, they're never going to have the desire to do anything about it. And I think that Tyler needs the exact same thing. If this man has been given an opportunity to fix his life, he hasn't done it. If he's screwed around, well, you know, it's time. Maybe a couple of months in jail is going to make him realize that what he's doing is not the way he wants to live his life. Plus, Lauren Boebert's probably not going to be in office for much longer. Remember, I reported on the fact that she would swap districts. Uh, The people that would have voted for her felt like she abandoned them. So she also acknowledges the need to take a personal accountability. She says, as an, oh God, he's also a father. As an adult and father, Tyler will take responsibility for his actions and should be held accountable for poor decisions, just like any other adult. My God. You know, I thought I was young when I had a child at 21. Uh, having a kid at 18, you're barely even out of high school. He might not even be. I don't know. So, uh, according to CBS, Lauren Boebert's ex-husband, Jason Boebert, was involved in legal proceedings concerning two separate altercations, people trying to fight him, I guess. And then this month, uh, Boebert obtained a temporary restraining order against Jason following allegations of threats and unauthorized home entry. And then, like I said, she's got her own controversies. Remember uh, when she was escorted out of the Denver theater during a, a showing of Beetlejuice where she was... Uh, 
<laughs> disrupting the proceedings. She was like making out with a dude and like grabbing on him and stuff. My God, I feel like the Bobert family is a mess. You guys, <laughs> you know, you can always come back to Jesus, Laura and Jay and Tyler. You guys, you, you've got time. You've got time. Jim Kyle says alcohol and most people don't mix well, uh, doing things they would never do sober. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. 100%. I don't think that there was ever a time where I did something stupid where I wasn't inebriated. Oh, all right. And I also wanted to bring you this story here. It's kind of an update, something I did not expect to get an update on. Remember those mysterious knocking sounds that they told us were likely coming from the Ocean Gate Titan submarine? Of course, the federal government knew at the time they reported this that it had already blown or rather imploded and that every single person aboard this little sub was 100% dead, like there was no chance these people were going to be alive. However, these mysterious knocking sounds were reported as uh, the the reasoning why they were going out there and they were searching. It, they believe that at the time, you know, it could have been people that were inside that sub. Maybe it had sunk to the bottom of the ocean and they were knocking and they were trying to let people know. Well, on the second day of the search for Titan, we had a couple of rescue teams who were hearing these banging noises under the surface of the ocean, right in the same area of where the Titan had been lost. The Ocean Gate sub had been lost. So the reports on these sounds ended up leading rescuers to believe that these people were still alive. But of course, later on, it was reported that it had imploded two hours into its journey. Tragically, everybody on board had died instantly. But after analyzing the new audio, Navy officials reported the banging signs likely stemmed from ocean noise or from rescue ships themselves. So we actually have a clip of video which explain why it was people heard this stuff. Let's take a listen. New audio of mysterious knocking sounds that came from the Titan submersible was released in an upcoming documentary. Sonar picked up these banging sounds during last summer's search for the missing submersible with five people on board. The sounds raised some hopes of their survival. The vessel was later found imploded, killing all on board. So here's the thing. These were not, I don't know why they're why they're presenting them as if they actually were knocking sounds coming from the submersible because it couldn't have been it's impossible for those knocking sounds to have been coming from anything related to these people or to this submarine this is where i'm going to get a little conspiratorial is it well first of all they were coming from the area where the sub went down is it possible that there could be some perhaps paranormal or extra normal explanation for what happened here. I mean, was this, you know, so, like an act of God somehow that led the rescuers to the area where they would find this submersible? Was it uh, something extra dimensional? I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't make any sense that those knockings would have been coming from much of anything. I mean, there really is no explanation for them. But the one thing I can tell you is that because of those knocks, they went and they looked in the right way. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Probably never. All right. So Letitia James is back in the news. I actually wanted to talk about this yesterday, but didn't get a chance to do so. 
She has now filed lawsuits against the world's largest beef producer for misleading the public about its impact on climate change. Uh, this woman is a real piece of work. It wasn't enough to go after Donald Trump and to destroy his entire business empire and probably 30 percent of the uh, economy of New York State along with it. She's now probably going to have beef producers pull out from selling their wares in the state of New York. What kind of person, what kind of business is going to want to do business inside New York if this is the type of thing that you can expect to happen? I mean, it's a real easy fix. Beef producers across the entire state, you pull your product from every grocery store shelf, and then you won't have to worry about Letitia James filing suit against you for anything. What about pigs? Pigs stink. You guys ever smelled a pig farm? I mean, it is uh, methane that spreads out as far and wide as your nose is able to pick it up. So who's next? Is Natisha James going to be going after pig producers? Is she going to be going after chicken farms? Uh, What about, uh, I don't know, uh, caves of bats? Caves of bats, there's all kinds of uh, ammonia that's produced there. That can't be good. So she's now seeking to punish the largest producer of beef products in the world. uh, And She has, of course, gone after them for essentially misleading the public. I don't know how she has actually come to this, uh, but this is a lawsuit in New York State uh, in Manhattan that uh, is seeking a $5,000 civil violation of state business laws and to recoup ill-gotten gains from false sustainability claims. What are these false sustainability claims? She said, I'm suing JBS Foods USA, the world's largest beef producer, for misleading the public about its environmental impact. The beef industry is one of the largest contributors to climate change. No, it's not. She's a moron. And JBS has falsely advertised its commitment to sustainability and endangered our planet. How do you quantify that? I mean, we can say all day we've got a sustain. We've got a commitment to sustainability. I mean, like, are you going to tell me I'm lying? Obviously, I guess that's what she's doing. But she's absurdly claimed that families are willing to pay more for food if their products are better for the environment. Well, yeah. Maybe some wacky leftist, but she says families are willing to spend more of their hard-earned money on products from brands that are better for the environment. JBS USA's greenwashing, greenwashing, that's like blackwashing, whitewashing, exploits the pocketbooks of everyday Americans and promise of a healthy planet for future generations. If somebody goes to the grocery store and they think, you know what? I'm going to spend two more dollars per pound on this beef because it says that it puts out fewer cow farts than the generic brand that I normally buy. That's like four ninety nine a pound. I mean, those people have money to burn. OK, like, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, like I'm willing to buy organic beef and uh, and free range beef, but I'm not buying it because it puts out less cow farts. I mean, cows are going to fart no matter what you do. There's really nothing more you can take from that. Uh, so what exactly are the greenwashing expert, the greenwashing efforts that they've gone through? So let me see. Uh, no viable plan. They have no viable plan to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040. So its stated commitment to achieving that goal is false and misleading. Oh, man, what? <laughs> This sounds so ridiculous. I can't believe this is the clown world that we live in right now. What if they, what if they're working on a plan? I mean, like, well, like, how do they know? 
Does Fannie Willis have access to their internal files? I mean, maybe it's not that easy. Maybe it's actually pretty difficult to put together a plan to not produce cow farts when, like, that's just a natural byproduct of what your product does. It's so ridiculous. We're going to have to see. I mean, this is a Brazilian company. They're obviously operating here in the United States. I don't know how this case is going to be allowed to go forward, but I have to be honest, I never thought they were going to go after Donald Trump for a $500 million verdict that was going to increase by about, you know, uh, $140,000 per day. Completely ridiculous. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Because if I don't talk about them at least once a day, I, I feel icky inside. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be looking for those closing arguments in this disqualification hearing. Uh, and uh, from my feeling about the testimony that we saw and that we've discussed, I think Judge Scott McAfee is going to be forced to disqualify Fannie and Nathan. And it goes more than just them presenting poorly in court. I mean, there is evidence to suggest that they misled the court, clearly in court filings and in terms of their ethical disclosures. They definitely misled the court. Jim Kyle says, have you ever smelt a Florida mountain? You can you can smell the methane gas for miles. A Florida mountain. I've never smelt a Florida mountain. Uh, I've never seen a pile of of cow shit down here in Florida. I don't even know that we we've got like a farm like in our neighborhood and I never smell it. I mean, there's not like all that many cows, but there's cows and horses and chickens and peacocks and turkeys and stuff like that. And I, I don't ever smell anything. Um, you know, I mean, I I think that I have smelled a lot worse driving by sewage processing plants. I mean, isn't that methane? I mean, that's like concentrated, uh, nasty sewer gas. I mean, that stuff will kill you if you, if you huff that for long enough. So I think that Letitia James's efforts to go after this beef company are hollow at best and completely ridiculous, uh, at worst. All right. So, uh, Letitia James, is a problem in North in, in New York. Obviously, Fannie Willis is a problem down here in Georgia, but she's more of a problem for herself than she is for Donald Trump. The real question here, did Fannie Willis financially benefit from this romantic relationship with Nathan Wade? I feel like that was fairly well established uh, because she definitely got those trips. She definitely got that first-class airfare. She definitely got taken out to dinner. She definitely experienced the benefits of her boyfriend working for her office and getting paid more than anybody else. But she also definitely made breaches of her ethical contract with the voters of Fulton County and, of course, all of the governors. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Bodies that look over to determine, uh, you know, what she's actually doing. She has a fiduciary responsibility to report gifts over a certain amount, even if she pays them back. She needs to have those receipts. And 
for us to believe, for Judge Scott McAfee to believe, for anyone with half a brain to believe that Fannie and Nathan only did business in cash that simply just does not fly. And then Robin Yurdy, someone who's known Fannie Willis for a long time, did not want to testify, although she did have an axe to grind with Fannie Willis for forcing her out of the district attorney's office. She had no reason to lie, truly, at the end of the day, about this relationship beginning in 2019. And then, of course, Terrence Bradley, the former law partner of Nathan Wade. Uh, he, being put back on the stand, even though he refused to answer questions and he was hiding behind that attorney-client privilege, I felt that the lawyers did a fairly good job of at least getting him to admit that he had made statements and had tacitly approved their usage in these court filings. I think that Terry Bradley's Uh, testimony had more to do with the fact that he recognizes that this case is so high profile now his own career is going to be dead persona non grata in the state of georgia so the lawyer for president trump steve sado he uh, he did the best job in my opinion um you know getting terry bradley to admit that that if he would have speculated about things that he had no knowledge of, there's only one way that he could have even understood what it was he was talking about. Somebody must have told him something, and that somebody likely would have been Nathan Wade. And considering the fact that they had a conversation, one that he was willing to admit to, uh, certainly it seems like there definitely was some knowledge on behalf of terry bradley not to mention he was sweating bullets the whole time he was on the stand he was very very nervous there were the messages that he exchanged with ashley merchant why would he exchange those messages why would he lie to her it just doesn't make any sense um but the revelation that merchant was told by bradley that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade had sex in their private law office sometime before she took office. Well, that, my friends, is a relationship, okay? That's definitely relations. So, also, the fact that Nathan Wade had a garage door opener to Fannie Willis's house before they were supposedly dating, I mean, you put those two things together, okay? Booty calls, garage door opener, sex in the office, and then, of course, the 12,000 text messages that were sent and received. Of course, the geolocation data of Nathan Wade popping over after a, uh, after a call at 11.30 p.m., leaving the area at 4 in the morning happened on so many different occasions, something like 30 different occasions before they were supposed to have actually dated. And then, of course, you also had uh, the father of Fannie Willis. I mean, he broke sequestration. He had conversations with the uh, uh, the the lawyers for the 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 district attorney's office. He wasn't supposed to talk to anybody. He wasn't supposed to be prepared. He was just supposed to tell the truth. So Judge Scott McAfee is going to be making a decision after the closing arguments. And it's not just this instance where Fannie Willis is in legal jeopardy. We've talked about the. Uh, federal investigation into her. We've talked about the Georgia State Senate investigation into her. Well, guess what? Now the Fulton County Board of Ethics has taken up a number of investigations into Fannie Willis based on multiple ethics complaints that have been referred to them about the behavior of Fannie Willis. If they've been paying attention, and I believe that the ethics board probably is made up of at least a couple of lawyers, well, then they already know that Fannie Willis is in a lot of trouble. They've just scheduled a special open meeting. It's going to be held in the Fulton County Government Center, uh, and it's going to be open to the public March 7th at 10 a.m. You better believe 
that anybody who is going to be anybody is going to be there. President Trump could even show up. But here is the actual agenda for that meeting. Uh, the Fulton County Board of Ethics will hold a special meeting. They've hold held, they're holding it just so they can talk about this. Uh, to do. And of course, it's going to include all the conversation about one Miss Fanny Willis. It gets worse. It gets worse for Fanny. Remember the, uh, the Biden regime plant that was put inside the Fulton County District Attorney's office. Well, it gets worse for one Mr. Jeff DeSantis and, of course, Joe Robinette Biden himself. Turns out that he was paid. Jeff DeSantis was paid by a former Biden Aid, someone who used to work for Joe Biden, uh, the Democrat strategist and Fulton County Deputy District Attorney Jeff DeSantis was compensated in an additional way over and above whatever he was making as a deputy district attorney. He was paid four times and those four payments totaled up to one hundred and thirty one thousand three hundred and thirty five dollars. This was for consultancy services, and it was paid out by Congressman Gabriel Ammo. He's a Democrat from Rhode Island. Rhode Island is a very corrupt state, same as Illinois, same as New Jersey. At one time, he was an aide for Joe Biden in the Biden White House, so it was recent. He liaised with local government officials, and this is coming from the Federal Election Commission records. So this is pretty noteworthy because insiders with firsthand information about the day-to-day operations of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office have already blown the whistle on DeSantis to Breitbart and other news sources. He was always seen as an operative of the Biden White House, and of course, he was placed in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office with the express purpose of taking down Donald Trump. Now, why was it that a former White House aide to Joe Biden was paying him extra fees for consultancy when he was already working and getting paid by the Fulton County Office of the District Attorney? Well, I can tell you from my perspective, it would appear that this is a way for Joe Biden to throw a little extra cash his way to ensure that he got the job done. Let me see. Q Patriot Angel says this is for making me laugh on the Florida Mountains comment. Florida Mountains are trash heaps near the TP. What is the TP? But I okay, trash heaps. I have seen trash heaps around, but never like a full like dump. Uh, I don't think they're in your end, but they're about six hours south. Thanks for the chuckle. Okay, okay. So yes, I haven't seen any around here. Uh. I haven't really been that far south, guys. Uh, there was that one time I thought I was going to go to Mar-a-Lago and it didn't work out. I think the farthest south I've ever been was to Tampa or, or St. Pete. So long story short, Tilder, the operative that was sent to destroy Donald Trump through the office of the Fulton County District Attorney, has just been discovered to have paid an extra sum by a former Biden White House aide. I wonder where that money came from. Was Well, considering it was for consultancy services, I would assume it was paid out by Gabriel Ammo's um, election account, like the, the election, the funds that he had raised or was donated. That would mean that dark Democrat money could have easily been pushed into his account for the express purpose of then paying one Jeff D. Santis. So... I think that Jeff is going to be looked into a little bit more closer now. And certainly 
Uh, we're going to be looking a lot more at Nathan Wade and Terry Bradley. Uh, it was, uh, it was discussed earlier this week that there were text messages, uh, that were sent back and forth, uh, that were specifically sent between Nathan Wade and, of course, Terry Bradley. Well, those text messages have leaked and it actually details that he lied in court. And that, yes, in fact, Fannie Willis did start dating Nathan Wade before taking office. We have the full context. This is the sauce right here, guys. Let's go through it. So Fannie Willis lied. We know that. Nathan Wade lied. We know that. Terry Bradley lied. We know that. I don't think Fannie Willis's father was telling the truth. The only person who I really think was telling the truth, honestly, was Robin Yerdy. So. This is a copy of a text message exchange between Nathan Wade's divorce attorney and former law partner Terrence Bradley, sweating bullets on the stand, not understanding questions, having a lot of amnesia. And then, of course, the attorney for Michael Roman, that would be Ashley Merchant. She admitted these text messages into evidence at this disqualification hearing. These are the same text messages that she was referencing when she was trying to get Terry Bradley to remember and admit to the things that he had already told her. Of course, by the time he got to court, Somebody had warned him that if he said any of this on the stand, that it was probably going to be his head at the bottom of a well. And Braddy says, just so you know, just so you know how much I appreciate all your hard work. Thank you so much, Ann Braddy. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. So I had mentioned the other day. What possible reason would Terry Bradley have had to lie to Ashley Merchant? He knew that she was the lawyer for Michael Roman. He knew that anything he said to her would then get entered into evidence because it was testimony as to the nature of what Ashley Merchant was trying to discover. And he also knew likely that this was going to be bad for his legal career. He gave up the secrets of his former client and business partner. Why would anyone hire Terry Bradley in the state of Georgia to represent them on anything when they know that he's got loose lips? And then when it comes to some blonde lawyer who is uh, coming around and seeking information, he's just going to open up like a flower. Well, they were texting back and forth as early as September 14th of last year and up until February 6th, just earlier this month, this year. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, of course, has determined that Fannie Willis financially benefited from her romantic relationship with Nathan Wade. I think all of us can agree on that point. And earlier this month, when they were subpoenaed to appear at this evidentiary hearing, it was obvious we were going to get fireworks, and fireworks have not dis- have, 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 have not di- disappointed us. Sorry, for some reason I couldn't remember the word. All right, so what did Ashley Merchant and Terry Bradley say? All right, so uh, in uh, apparently at one point uh, in these messages, Ashley Merchant uh, is talking to Terrence Bradley, and they were talking about how the relationship had started long before Fannie Willis had gotten hired. Uh, but she said in court, and Terrence Bradley said in these messages, they will deny it. Uh, on that stand, when he was asked about this, he denied he ever sent the messages, and he only remembered when he was presented with them. He's like, oh yes, oh yes, I, I remember now, I remember now. 
But I was I was just I was just speculating. I was lying. You know, I just made it all up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so Bradley also told Merchant at some point that the two had had sex at Fannie Willis's private law office that she rented from Andrew and Stacy Evans sometime before she took office and that Nathan Wade had that garage door opener to Fannie Willis's home. In one of the texts from Merchants, it states, if Stacy Evans' husband is the one that caught them having sex, can't I just subpoena him? And Bradley responds, I'm not sure which one. I wasn't there. You would have to subpoena them and fish it out of them, but you can't be too direct. However, when asked on the stand Tuesday about the apparent sexual encounter at the law office of Andrew and Stacey Evans, Bradley claimed to have no knowledge of anything except for the fact that Willis rented an office from the Evans. So there were also questions as to why Terrence Bradley, in an email or a text message exchange with Ashley Merchant, had previously verified the accuracy of the information in her motion to disqualify Fannie Willis. This is the one which seeks to have that RICO trial dismissed. The filing claims Nathan Wade paid for those luxury vacations. Fannie Willis gladly accepted, went to Napa Valley and a cruise to the Caribbean, and of course used that money being paid out by the Fulton County taxpayers to fund their lavish vacations, which were on many different continents and different places, different beautiful locations all around the world. It also stated that Nathan Wade's relationship with Fannie Willis started well before he was hired as a special prosecutor. So when Merchant asked Bradley to verify the stuff that was in her motion, he responded with looks good. Well, of course, when he was asked about this on the stand, he meant, oh, no, I was referring to something else. Uh, But obviously, he never indicated that he was talking about anything else. And Ashley Merchant wasn't asking about anything else. And, of course, during the hearing, Bradley was asked about this, and he did his best to overcome the obvious nature of his lies. But I just simply do not think that Judge Scott McAfee is going to be able to look past this. He now has the text messages himself. He will, of course, have read them over before Friday. The closing arguments are going to make mention of all of these things. And the lawyers representing Fulton County and Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis, they're going to have a really hard time twisting this sort of uh, these logical fallacies that they have decided to come up with uh, when, in fact, the only truth is that which is patently obvious. They clearly were involved in a relationship prior to his appointment. And Bradley had said it started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton. But you can't put where they met. Not many people know that. And according to Ballotpedia, at the time of her election of Fulton County District Attorney, Willis had worked as a managing attorney for the law office of Fannie Willis since 2018 and served as magistrate judge for the city of South Fulton, Georgia, since 2019. And, of course, Robin Yurdy, who worked in Fannie Willis's office, testified that they Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis started their relationship in 2019 before Nathan Wade was appointed as a prosecutor on a RICO case where he had no prior experience. And, of course, that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade both lied when they testified, stating that their relationship started after Wade was appointed. They also tried to say that they were no longer actually dating. And, of course, they also testified to the fact that they met at Willis's home no more than 10 times. 
However, according to the geo-tracking data, the same type of data that was used in 10,000 mules, uh, was showing that Willis and Wade had been together at her home more than 35 times. And then those text messages, 12,000 text messages, 2,000 voice calls uh, over an 11-month period, January to November of 2021, before Nathan Wade was hired. Can anybody think of a reasonable explanation as to why these two people who had no relationship and didn't work together were making that many calls, were having that many text messages, were having that many late-night booty calls? No, I can't think of another obvious answer either, other than the fact that they were clearly in a romantic relationship. So, at one point in the messages, Bradley tells Merchant, You are my friend, and I trust you. They will not. They are arrogant as F. She thinks she won the other day when she didn't have to be deposed. So I wonder what was it that made him turn his loyalty back? As I said previously, I can only imagine that somebody got to him. Now, through the rest of the chain where Bradley and Merchant are talking there, Bradley was talking smack about Fannie Willis and was providing tips on who Merchant should subpoena to expose Willis and Wade's unethical relationship and illegal reimbursements. Bradley also told Merchant who would deny what if they were subpoenaed or say that they don't know or recall, just as he did on the stand the other day. They also discussed the trips that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis took together, including vacations, and when Wade helped Fannie Willis move her daughter across the country after her daughter flunked out of FAMU and moved to California, all of which Terrence Bradley denied in court, even though he said this all in text messages. Uh, He might be looking at some ethical violations himself. And as I said the other day, if somebody does want to prosecute him for perjury, it's going to be the district attorney's office there, the same one where he's basically trying to deep six them. She needs to fire Nathan, but she won't, said Bradley. Uh, He also commented on Fannie Willis's January 14th stunt at Big Bethel AME Church, uh, where she also lied about the allegations of misabusing funds and having an improper relationship with Nathan Wade. She also claimed Nathan Wade was only being attacked because of his race. She said it was about blackness. Uh, She said, I hated her pandering to the black church. He was good enough for the white Republicans in good old Cobb County, but not good enough for me. That's the difference, said Bradley. Any idea who I could get an affidavit from on their affair, Merchant asked. Bradley replied, no, no one would freely burn that bridge. Uh, But he was willing to at one point. Uh, So with Judge Scott McAfee taking all of this into consideration, uh, as we stated before, he also donated to Fannie Willis. So if we have that donation from him and all of this evidence to show that it's so patently obvious they lied on the stand in a number of different occasions and that they both should get thrown off the case and the entire office should be disqualified. If Judge Scott McAfee doesn't make a logical and sensical ruling, well, he's going to be the very definition of unethical himself. I think tomorrow's going to be a big day, guys. The case against Trump and these other defendants in this RICO uh, farce is going to be over tomorrow. All right, before we continue with the latter half of the show, guys, 
I need to give a big shout out to the sponsors of the next half of the program. That's going to be my friends at onenessdrops.com. Go to onenessdrops.com and get your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Use code RP78 to save 15% off this order and every order that you order in the future. As you know, chlorine dioxide is known as the universal antidote. That's because it's antibacterial, antiviral, antimicrobial. You can use it for so many different things, but in this case, We are specifically saying it's good to purify your water and ensure there's no creepy crawlies in there. Obviously, this is something you want to have on hand should something terrible happen. Also, head on over to MyPillow.com where you can pick up your everything for your bathroom, for your bedroom, for your medicine cabinet. They got my store now. You can pick up all kinds of things. And when you do, use code RP78 to save up to 80% off of all of their incredible products. The slippers, the bathrobes, the bath towels, the Giza Dream Sheets. Uh, and as John says, the, the Gaza dream sheets to clear war on a, on a good night's sleep. And, uh, and all of that will help you sleep better at night despite all of the unrest that we're dealing with right now. Code RP78 to save up to 80% off. And then finally, my friends at My Patriot Supply, go to the link in the description below, prepare with redpill78.com. You can save $60 off a four week supply of emergency food, over 2,000 calories per person per day. Shelf life of 25 years. This is the kind of stuff that you can set it and forget it. Just put it away, and it's there just in case anything bad happens. You will need clean water to reconstitute this food, so you're probably going to want the chlorine dioxide to go along with it. Uh, and, of course, uh, it is nutritious, delicious. All of the goodness is sealed right in there, and it doesn't weigh too much. Uh, we've got about two years of emergency food stocked away up in the attic, and if anybody wants to F around, they can find out, and we'll let them know exactly what's going to happen. All All right. And then uh, one final thank you. We're going to be right back in a moment. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS-60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS-60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon-60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. You sure about that? So, e-noil, it's by federal law, it's against to store more than two weeks of food. Never admit to having, are you shitting me? That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I mean, I believe you, 
But it's absolutely idiotic that that's the kind of thing they would have on the books. If that doesn't tell you that we have uh, completely unnecessary legislation taking place in Washington, D.C., I don't know what does. I mean, besides the size of the federal government, the absolutely bloated, unnecessary and redundant agencies of the federal government. Totally ridiculous. Uh, okay, so. Let us go now to Maricopa County, someplace where I am certain and you are certain that hanky panky is going to be taking place in the election system this year. Maricopa County is now getting down to the business of sending out phony mail-in ballots once again, this time for the presidential preference election. There was one voter that we're going to read about here who received two ballots with her name. She also got a ballot for a Fulton County, Georgia resident. You know what ties this together is Runbeck Election Services. They're the ones who printed up all the ballots for Maricopa County back in 2020 and 2022. And they did the same thing there in Georgia as well. So I am not surprised that they're getting those ballots mixed up and sending them to both places. So this uh, presidential preference election is taking place on March 19th, 2024. Maricopa County is important. And it's always important because they have about 60 percent of the Arizona state's voting population. They're pretty much considered a bellwether county for Arizona elections. Generally, the way that Maricopa County goes, that's how the rest of the state is going to go. They're also well known for having a lot of fraud, sham elections, phony mail in ballots. And a lot more recently, they've had a lot of problems with voting machines specifically failing in Republican majority districts, places where in-person voting is going to be a lot more important than the phony mail-in ballots. So we've been talking about Maricopa County ever since the phony election of 2020. It came up big again in 2022. We had thousands of mail-in ballots, which had absolutely zero chain of custody, no documentation, signature identity verification was essentially non-existent. And of course, a lot of ballots seemed to pop up uh, out of nowhere with no provenance, no ability to track where they were. I put the blame firmly at the feet of Runbeck Election Services. They are providing the, uh, the, 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 they're providing the services of a state agency. However, they are not complying with the laws of that state as well. So the Gateway Pundit uh, has excluded, excuse me, has uh, has exclusively reported uh, quite a bit on this subject. Mail-in ballot affidavit reviews. Uh, they compared voter registration records and they found that roughly 10 percent of those mail-in ballots were pretty likely to be fraudulent and that there was a fair amount of voter identity theft. Uh, you can see those reports on the Gateway Pundit and we've looked at the uh, actual video uh, comparisons of them in the past. It's quite obvious people were matching up ballots that were just completely incorrect signatures. Also, We the People Arizona Alliance, they've done a lot of really good work. They've done extensive reviews themselves uh, of hundreds of thousands of those 2020 mail-in ballots. Their discovery was that 300,000 potentially fraudulent votes were not signature verified in accordance with the law. As I say all the time, we are a nation of law and order. If you don't follow the law, you're not going to have order. And right now, the United States in virtually every one of our 50 beautiful states is experiencing that problem firsthand right now. You have unrestrained mail-in ballots combined with unrestrained 
illegal immigration and completely lackadaisical signature verification and no bother for chain of custody documentation. And you have a perfect recipe for an election system that cannot be trusted. Thousands of people who had to file provisional ballots back in 2022 uh, were unable to determine whether or not their ballots were even counting because there was wrongfully canceled voter registrations. The voters themselves had no idea. Of course, they showed up to vote in person and the ballot machines themselves didn't work. The tabulators didn't work. In turn, there was a massive turnout for Republican candidates in that lost 2022 election. But because of those voter machine failings, well, we simply cannot trust the results that came out. Roughly three to one votes for Trump endorsed candidates like Carrie Lake and Abe Hamada showed up on Election Day. And the argues, excuse me, the attorneys for Carrie Lake argued that These errors were, of course, intentional. It was malfeasance and it was interference. It did not jive with the events of that day. But it makes a lot of sense when you consider the fact that there seems to be problems that exist over and over and over again, and they always seem to affect Republicans. Of course, it does not affect voters of uh, the current Democrat administration. Uh, There is, uh, uh, of course, so many problems in Maricopa County. Uh, they have, uh, instead of fixing these issues, decided to exclude journalists who were doing the sort of election-related coverage that we've been talking about. Uh, and they don't want people paying attention to this. They want to make sure that nobody is there to fix it. Andre, good to see you, buddy. He says, long time no see. Things have been very hectic, but I hope all is well with you and the chat, my friend. It's very good to see you, man. I'm glad you're here. Uh, glad you're hanging out with us. Hope you've had a good time, a lot of rest. You deserve it. Now, of course, Stephen Richer, who is uh, a corrupt politician there in Maricopa County, uh, he has, in fact, been uh, speaking out uh, about these particular latest revelations that we've talked about. Maricopa County at its finest, my first ever voting in a presidential preference election, and I received not one, but two ballots. Thank you very much, Stephen Richer. So Stephen responds on X. He actually blamed the voter who was incorrectly sent multiple ballots. He blamed her. He said that this mistake was not the fault of his office, uh, but he doxed her in the process. Uh, she responded and said, I see you have no problem sharing my city of residency. Maybe next time you can just share my whole address. And of course, he responded by, well, first of all, he said, hi, Aubrey, thanks for reaching out. You changed your voter registration on the last day of voter registration, February 20th, from your Chandler address to your new Tempe address. What a guy. Uh, because early ballots go out February, 20, February 21st, your Chandler ballot was already sent. Anyways, she responds and says, wow, thank you for doxing me. I see you had no problem sharing my city of residency. Again, next time, share my whole address. Uh, there, of course, is uh, no real excuse for this. Brian Anderson also points out, why is there a Dem ballot in my recently registered UPS mailbox? This person appears to have been living and voting in Fulton County, Georgia, since at least 2015. Uh, yet the Maricopa ballots presumably have been mailed to this UPS box every election for the past decade. That is a pretty, uh, pretty uh, viable question. Uh, buy forever. The address does. The addressee does not reside at this address. Good for you, Brian. Good for you. 
Oh, gosh. We have nothing but trouble when it comes to these mail-in ballots. It's just over and over and over again. And it's the same sorts of problems, the same sorts of issues. Of course, the elected representatives of these areas have no interest in fixing these problems because they clearly benefit from our failed and broken electoral system. Now, of course, the people who do try to do something about it, we the people, uh, Arizona Alliance, they get attacked in the mainstream media. Here, a group in Michigan called Check My Vote. They're an election integrity group. Uh, they have been forced to respond to a hit piece before it came out in the New York Times. Take a look at this. Uh, Alexandra Burzon is a self-proclaimed election denier moment reporter from the New York Times. She has decided to focus on the people who want to fix our election system rather than fixing on that failed and broken system that she loves so much. Uh, she appears to be singularly focused on infiltrating and demonizing election integrity groups that have revealed election fraud or election officials like Democrat Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, who continue to make it easier for people to cheat in elections in places like Michigan. Uh, Back on November 7th of 2022, Ms. Burzon published her first hit piece on election integrity volunteers in Michigan. Here she says Republican activists, lawyers and elected officials in Michigan who call the results of the 2020 election fraudulent would unite with a single focus to provide ongoing citizen oversight, transparency and accountability in elections. Wow. It sounds like such a a, a unique idea. I wonder how they came up with it. They adopted the name Michigan Fair Elections and the simple slogan, Choose Freedom. Sounds like my kind of people. Over the next 10 months, the participants got to work trying to remake democracy in the nation's 10th largest state under the banner of integrity. I ask again, what is wrong with trying to hold your system accountable? This is the whole point of elected representatives. The people elect those singular elected officials to go and present their knowledge, their efforts, and their wishes. Okay, the elected officials exist for one thing and one thing only, and that is to implement the plan of the people. Elected officials in the United States of America seem to have forgotten that. They think that they are there not to represent us, but to rule over us like fiefdoms in uh, feudal Britain. They recruited and trained challengers to spot and document minute ballot irregularities. Well, if nobody else is doing it, Ms. Berenson, uh, I don't see why it's such a bad thing. They filed lawsuits to undermine protections of for the vote counting process and debated the merits of calling 911 on poll workers deemed to be violating rules. In weekly Zoom meetings, they discussed friendly insiders positioned on Michigan canvassing boards, which certify results, repeated debunked conspiracy theories about election machines, ballot mules, and widespread voter voter fraud, and obsessed over the idea that Democrats cheat to win elections. Well, it's not an obsession if it's true. People are concerned about the truth of what you're discussing. But what she calls an obsession, I think most Americans would call one of the most precious rights we have in America. The only way that we can maintain our rights is if our elections are free and fair and they have the the types of accountability that these people are fighting to maintain. We have the right to free and fair elections. It is one of the tenets of the United States of America. And I would argue that Ms. Berenson, she would probably say that all people have the right to free and fair elections. If we see 
election cheating being done in some far-flung nation around the globe, then the United States speaks up on behalf of those people. They have election monitors that show up uh, from the United Nations. But, of course, here in the United States... The powers that be are the ones who are actually cheating. We've got evidence pointing to the fact that there is cheating going on. If it was Republicans that we saw cheating time and time again, we would call them out. We have called them out for benefiting from this exact same system that the Democrats have honed like a sharp blade for decades. Uh, And in Michigan, there's a nonpartisan election integrity group. They're named MFE. They would be first to investigate this if they saw it. However, to date, the voter fraud that's been identified in Michigan has pretty much largely been funded and organized by Democrats. And, of course, it's implemented by the corrupt Democrat administration there in the state of Michigan. Jocelyn Benson, uh, anyone, uh, of course, the, the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, and, of course, the governor, all are Democrats. They're all George Soros devotees, and they've all ensured that this system of cheating continues on unabated. In 2020, without permission, Jocelyn Benson mailed 7.7 million unsolicited absentee ballot applications, and she told clerks across the state to ignore signature matching on absentee ballots. That, my friends, is a violation of the law. It is a blatant violation of the law. And someone like a so-called journalist for the New York Times, they should be concerned about that. The people are concerned about it because they know that 7.7 million ballots is more than enough to sway an election. We saw it in 2020 when ballots were injected into the system and signature matching was thrown out the door, thanks to Miss Benson. The uh, organization Pure Integrity Michigan Elections and Michigan Fair Elections uh, explained that it is their understanding that Alexandra Burson somehow gained access to their Zoom calls. Now, according to Patrice Johnson, the founder of MFE, uh, despite a clear disclaimer that MFE reads before every meeting that states they do not allow the press to attend their meetings or that attendees are prohibited from recording their meetings, Ms. Burzon claims she was able to gain access to 20 hours of recordings of Michigan Fair Elections meetings. So it sounds like Ms. Burzon violated the rights of the meeting holders. In the article, Ms. Burzon wrote, someone with access to video and audio recordings of the calls shared them with the Times. Several participants confirmed the material's authenticity. So it's in this same New York Times, the same uh, organization that regularly mocked James O'Keefe for his clandestine style of reporting that now appears to be engaging in the same sort of surreptitious activity. Uh, we don't know if it's legal what she did, but... But, of course, if there's a disclaimer saying that no one is allowed to do it, perhaps there is a question to be answered. Now, in this article where she attempts to smear Michigan fair elections, uh, of course, they are also the most respected election integrity organization in the state of the Michigan. Uh, she calls herself an election denier. Uh, oh, she is the uh, arbiter of the election denier movement, and she blames President Trump for the majority of Americans no longer trusting elections. I have just have one thing to say. It's not because of Trump that we don't trust elections in America. It's because the elections are rigged that we don't trust the elections in America. Election officials and governance experts, Ms. Berenson writes, say that if there is an erosion of trust in elections, Mr. Trump and his supporters are causing it. Well, it's the exact opposite. Classic case of projection. It is the election officials and the governance experts that are the ones causing the lack of confidence in elections. 
elections because they're faking the results. They are stacking the deck against candidates who would otherwise bring accountability and uh, lawness, lawlessness to an end. Uh, now, here is a series of email exchanges between the New York Times reporter and a woman by the name Janine Lyer. Hi, Janine. I'm working on a story about voter challenges in Michigan and other states, and I was hoping to talk to you about your work with Michigan Fair Elections and doing training on Check My Vote, Souls to the Rolls, and submitting challenge requests to Genoa County. I'm hoping to talk for a story I'm working on that may mention this work. Can you please give me a call back, as we may mention in the story some of your comments from training sessions, as well as some of the details uh, around the Genoa challenges. I would love to fact check, run this by you, and also seek any and all comment or clarification before the story runs. My number is, and look at that, they were kind enough to remove her number from the email. Thanks so much. Best, Alexandra. Hello, Alexandra. Thank you for your interest in our work and for reaching out. It was great chatting with you. Reflecting on your questions about Check My Vote, Souls, and Rolls, I want to be clear. One, our goal is an accurate, qualified voter file rule, not to at all disenfranchise voters. Please make that clear in your article. Michigan law is written such that it is virtually impossible to disenfranchise voters. For instance, same-day registration and voting. Number two, our efforts are bipartisan. We don't target any specific areas. Volunteers work within their own jurisdictions, wherever that might be. Number three, we are following Michigan law. Providing affidavits signed by residents of the registration address attesting to the fact that a registrant at that address with active voter status does not live there. The vast majority of residents, around 90%, are willing to attest to these facts. The people also want accuracy of their voter rolls. And Michigan residents have seen many, many, many hundreds of thousands of ballots show up with no chain of custody. Same as we had in Georgia. Same as we had in Pennsylvania. Same as we had in Arizona. The same sorts of problems occurring in the exact same way in the states that were contested in the 2020 election is the reason why we are challenging these clearly mismanaged elections. They always say it's about voter disenfranchisement. We're trying to stop people from voting. Okay, they're not people if they don't live there. They're not people if they're dead. They're not people if the name is a duplicate. It's simply an erroneous record, and we need to clean that up and get rid of it. It should surprise no one that the New York Times is seeking to mismanage or obfuscate the true nature of these investigations and the efforts of the average everyday American citizens who are fighting to ensure that their election systems are free, fair and legally administered. Uh, and so I am not surprised at all. And I expect to see as much of this, if not more, as we get closer to the 2020 election, excuse me, to the 2024 election, because I think these people know that we've been working behind the scenes. I love hearing about average, everyday American citizens who are fighting for the integrity of their local elections by getting these affidavits and ensuring that we get these bad voters, these erroneous records off the voter rolls. We get one step closer to ensuring that we don't have another hundred thousand votes that get dumped at four in the morning. Now, I wonder 
why this miss this woman for the New York Times, Miss uh, Berenson, isn't writing about the efforts of, say, the Biden regime to ensure that those illegal votes remain on the ballots, excuse me, remain on the voter rolls and that more hundreds of thousands of ballots can just get dumped in the middle of the night. The Biden regime has just announced a partnership with a number of voting rights groups. The difference between these voting rights groups and those other voting rights groups is politics. These people are aligned with the radical left. So listen to this. They are using these groups to pay people to get voters registered for the 2024 elections. Very similar to the efforts of GBI strategies in Michigan. GBI strategies that was investigated by the state police and the FBI and the secretary of state and the attorney general. And they did absolutely nothing about it. They buried the investigation. So they are using federal dollars to pay college kids to get these people registered to vote. Kamala Harris met with these voting rights leaders at the White House on Tuesday. They're going to be pl- they're going to be paying these kids to get voter registration applications. Uh and the efforts are Build within the framework of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Uh, and of course, recently it's been weakened by a number of Supreme Court decisions. But Kamala Harris has announced these uh, new strategies that federal agencies are going to be using to encourage millions of Americans to vote in November because they know that many, many millions of people have moved away from the Democrat plantation and these younger voters are more likely to vote for Donald Trump. The health, the Department of Health and Human Services, they're going to be emailing voter registration information to every person. More than 20 million were emailed last year. Everybody who signs up for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. I expect to be getting uh, an email from them because I'm self-employed. I had to go through the uh, the government's website. Uh, also, signage highlighting vote.gov will now be visible to the 6 million people who visit Social Security Administration. There's more than 1,200 offices. Uh, the Department of the Interior are going to be displaying the vote.gov signage in national park entrances and visitor centers across the country. Uh, also, voter registration information is now available in nearly 20 languages, including Chinese, Arabic, and Navajo. Used to be just English and Spanish when President Biden and Harris were elected in 2020. They really want to make sure everybody that can is going to get registered to vote, regardless of your citizenship or legal status. Uh, Essentially, they are throwing the uh, bowl of spaghetti at the wall and trying to make sure that Anything possible might stick. Uh, so keep your eyes open for those efforts. And if you see a uh, a shameless, uh, tr- a shameless attempt by the current regime to try to get people to vote for them, I would love to see a picture of it get sent to me. Speaking of shameless attempts, we have another one coming out of Illinois. A radical judge has just made a decision to kick President Trump off the state's ballot uh, in, of course, excuse given uh, the, quote, insurrection of January 6th. But Democrat Judge Tracy Porter has stripped President Trump from the Illinois ballot one month after the Illinois State Board of Elections dismissed a prior challenge uh, in a unanimous vote. Now, as I was saying on the show with Adel earlier, 
the ballots are already printed, guys. I mean, there's no way that they're going to be able to actually keep Trump off the ballot. Uh, this is a last ditch effort by a radical judge who's hoping for an appointment in a Democrat administration or perhaps in J.B. Pritzker's administration. Uh, this is, of course, a claim by Porter that President Trump violated the 14th Amendment insurrection clause. And as a result, she is removing him from the ballot. The court also realizes the magnitude of this decision and its impact on the upcoming primary Illinois elections. The Illinois State Board of Elections shall remove Donald Trump from the ballot for the general primary election on March 19th, 2024, or cause any votes cast for him to be suppressed. It doesn't matter what she says in this decision, because the Supreme Court is going to be hearing the challenge brought as a result of the Colorado decision. And certainly Donald Trump will be uh, allowed to remain on ballots all around the country. These states, the, the Colorado decision was already argued. They are deliberating upon it right now. Uh, again, this is a completely worthless decision. It gives her the opportunity to make a claim. I tried to exclude Donald Trump from the ballot and democracy was on that ballot and they tried to stop me and maybe she's going to say because she's a strong black woman they stopped her from stopping donald trump Um, but it won't work donald trump will be on the ballot if you are an illinois resident get ready you're going to vote for him Uh, if you voted early or if you had to vote absentee you may have already voted for him Uh, The colorado decision is going to make this null and void and any other Similar uh, attempt to remove Donald Trump from ballots all around the country will also be thwarted by that Supreme Court decision. All right. Anybody here? Anybody here? Had a bad feeling about Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel, of course, was President Trump's uh, CIA chief. Well, uh, it looks like there is now a new connection to suggest that Gina Haspel was directly involved in the coup against Trump. I, I kind of said that in a tongue in cheek fashion. I feel like we've gotten a couple of hints uh, along the way. Um and especially because she was present in uh, London, she was like the London station chief uh, during that secret visit that was made by the lovers, uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, uh, when they went to go meet with a couple of people who were involved in this. But at an October 6, 2016 dinner, there was only one reason this retired, very senior FBI official was in London. It was to coordinate that Russia hoax with the CIA chief of station at the request of James Comey. And we can take a look right here. The dinner. Here is the menu. This is a delicious menu. Asparagus salad with crumbled goat's cheese, a poached hen's egg and shive vinaigrette. Also, sea bass with miso broth and lotus root, roast beef, roast filet or beef, foie gras, which is the fatty liver of geese with peppercorn mash and wild mushroom jus. Also, an apple tart fine and salted caramel applesauce with apple sorbet. And, of course, uh, a digestive at the end, brewed coffee or a selection of tea and herbal infusions, and then pettifors, which are cute little desserts that you tend to see at uh, golf resorts. So uh, let's go ahead and watch the clip here from uh, Jess. Oh, there is no clip. I could have sworn there was a clip. All right. Well, uh, this is a, a claim that's coming from John Mills. Um I, I I believe that it is likely that Gina Haspel could have had some proximity to the uh, the attempts to remove Donald Trump. 
Um, and that could be why Donald Trump ended up putting her in charge of the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, clearly, when Donald Trump comes back into office and, say, Cash Patel ends up running the CIA, uh, it's likely that any bad actors that were working there that had anything to do with this effort, uh, the coup d'etat to remove Donald Trump, they're all going to get exposed and uh, they're going to pay the ultimate price for treason. So we'll have to keep our eyes and ears open and see what happens. Here's an interesting bit of information. Hunter Biden's testimony from this week. It turns out that even though it was behind closed doors, we're starting to get bits and pieces of information leaking out. Uh, it appears that in his testimony, he finally acknowledged that Joe Biden was, in fact, the big guy. Hunter Biden affirmed during his Wednesday impeachment inquiry deposition that, yes, it was his father, Joseph Robinette Biden, who was the big guy that was referenced in an email about that business deal with the Chinese state linked energy firm, CEFC, that yielded millions for members of the Biden family and, of course, their business associates. He rejected the notion that the president was ever penciled in for a 10 percent stake, however. And uh, from the questioning there, at one point, we asked Hunter about the 10 percent for the big guy. Marjorie Taylor Greene is speaking here. She's on that oversight committee. We showed him the email and he said, oh, that was after my father left office. But it was him. So the statement represents the very first time that Hunter has ever admitted that it was his father who was named as the big guy that James Galar was actually referring to when he raised that prospect on May 13th, 2017. Uh, and of course, the big guy was going to have 10 percent held by him, held for him by Hunter. And it was all a payout from that lucrative business venture with CEFC. Now, the email found on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop first got reported back in October of 2020. We talked about it here on this channel back when I was on YouTube. And within 24 hours of that information breaking, the channel was deleted. Now you can talk about this stuff on YouTube, apparently. They don't even care anymore. What's wrong with having a pie-in-the-sky idea, Hunter reportedly said in response to this line of questioning. Uh, he assumed that his father was done holding public office in 2017, and so it was okay if he could talk about this sort of thing. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene also stressed there was no percentage for my father in the business, Hunter claimed. Uh, a source with direct knowledge of this deposition is stating all of this. Now, the source also said that Hunter Biden told investigators that James Galar was out of his mind for even suggesting Joe Biden get involved in the joint venture. Why didn't he say that in the communications at the time? Also, uh, Biden lashed out at the Post reporter in June 2023 when he was pressed about being repeatedly referred to as the big guy. He got upset at the time. He said, why would you ask such a dumb question? So now Hunter Biden has admitted that actually Joe Biden was, in fact, the big guy. So Joe Biden knew at that time when he tried to deny it that he was, in fact, the big guy. Now, James Comer described the deal involving CEFC as money laundering, when he was speaking with reporters on a break from Hunter Biden's deposition, he pointed to that $40,000 check that Joe Biden received from his brother James following a very complicated financial transaction with a series of shell corporations and absolutely no product being sold or anything delivered other than U.S. foreign policy. Just because Joe Biden may have been out of office at the time that these deals ultimately yielded fruit, 
Doesn't mean they weren't expecting him to come back into office, which is ultimately what happened. Now, James Comer has put out a lot of information to show that the finances of the Biden crime family resulted from one thing and one thing only, and that was these business dealings with all of these overseas companies. James Comer showed these bank records, and he shuddered entirely that was apparently tied to the Chinese Communist Party's Belt and Road foreign influence campaign. They paid James and Hunter Biden $6.1 million in 2017 and 2018. That included a $5 million wire on August 8th, 2017. That was just a couple of days after Hunter Biden texted the CEFC representative saying, I am sitting here waiting for that call with my father. Hunter Biden, why would your father be present and requesting $5 million if he wasn't directly involved? Now, we also found a series of wire transfers to different entities that were owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Those funds ended up flowing into the pocketbooks of other Biden family members with $50,000 landing in a personal checking account for James and his wife, Sarah. And the first brother ended up writing a $40,000 check to the former vice president in what was alleged to be a loan payment, a loan payment which had no records, no receipts, no sort of bookkeeping of any type. And then there was another point in the deposition where Hunter defended putting his dad on the speakerphone more than 20 times with those foreign business associates. He said, it was totally normal for your parents to call you. Well, gosh, that doesn't seem like it's totally normal to be calling at that very opportune moment. I mean, my question then would be, how often is your dad calling you? Is he calling you every 15 minutes? Uh, Does he call every single time you're out to dinner with somebody, or is he only just happening to call when you're out to dinner with the foreign representatives of these business deals that make it appear as if you and your family are engaging in some sort of pay-for-play bribery scheme? And, of course, Democrats, when they were questioned about this as well, when they got the opportunity, rather, to question Hunter Biden, they basically just backed up the official narrative. Jamie Raskin, one of the chief subterfuges of the Democrat Party. We've been hearing about these speaker phones in public settings for a long time now and stating that there is nothing illicit in doing so. And Hunter's explanation resonated with both Democrats and Republicans in the room. I don't know that it I don't know that it resonated with Republicans. That's Jamie Raskin saying so. People say, hey, dad, will you say hello to my friends? Hunter Biden was a man in his 50s. Okay, you don't call your you're 50 freaking years old. You don't call your dad and say, hey, dad, are you proud of me? Look at me. I'm a big boy now. Will you talk to my friends? We're making deals. I'm going to get paid, dad. Hunter Biden was also paying all of Joe Biden and the rest of the family's bills. Why? Because all of the money was being routed through him. It didn't make any sense for everybody else to be paying for stuff with money they couldn't claim. It would be a, a big red flag to the IRS. Matt Gates, of course, had a little bit different take. He said it is a mirage to believe that Hunter Biden was engaged in international business. This was a bribe masquerading as an international business transaction. Hunter Biden told us that he joined the Burisma board to counter Russian aggression. I hadn't heard that one before. And then, of course, Green said that Hunter's described his own role, which netted him up to one million dollars annually from 2014 to 2019 as necessary to defend democracy. My God, this gets more and more hilarious. 
All right. So you know who else prior to this administration, who else was in front of a uh, congressional panel hearing? Uh, that would be Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Uh, he was asked about his recent absence and his uh, willful neglect in informing in failing to inform the administration about the fact that he was going in for surgery and he was likely going to be unable to do, do uh, uh, actually do, do his duties. So let's go ahead and take a listen. This is Representative Pat Fallon. Uh, leading Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to acknowledge that as a result of his action, the safety of America was put in jeopardy. Coming to office in in January of 2021, how many American lives did we lose in Afghanistan? I'm sorry? Prior to Joe Biden becoming president in the prior 18 months, how many Americans did we lose in Afghanistan? How many military service members? Uh, Very few. I'd have to go back and check the record. I think it's exactly zero. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we lost 13 lives under uh, this administration's watch. 5,000 prisoners broke out of Bagram. We left billions of dollars worth of equipment. The Afghan army disintegrated within two weeks. And General McKenzie, uh, General Milley, and I believe yourself as well, when we had a discussion in 2021, could not guarantee me or the American people that any of those 5,000 scumbags that did escape from Bagram weren't involved in the murder of the 13 service members that occurred under uh, your watch. And why didn't we maybe have a withdrawal when it wasn't prime fighting season? I mean, all these questions, uh, this... I think, in large measure, could have been avoided. And then uh, just a little uh, walk through history here in the last couple of administrations. Uh, Vladimir Putin, a lot of my colleagues have talked about Ukraine. In 2008, Vladimir Putin stole uh, a province from Georgia, and it was under George W. Bush's watch. And then 2014, he stole all of Crimea under uh, Barack Obama's watch. And then a Russian-supported insurgency in eastern Ukraine kicked off as well. And then... uh, Mr. Secretary, President of the United States from 2017 to 2021 was? Do you are aware who that was? Uh, 2013. 17 to 21. Who was the President of the United States? Of course, it was uh, was, uh, President Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Were there any new, did Vladimir Putin embark on any new foreign adventures in those four years? Uh, He didn't. Uh, but, okay, thank uh, you. And, then, uh, and then February 2022, what happened? You know, he, certainly, I mean, that's when he attacked uh, Ukraine. and Full-scale invasion, almost 200,000 regular Absolutely. Russian yeah. troops. So I think that if we were more concerned with our military uh, projecting power and not worried about personal pronouns, it would be better for the American people and, quite frankly, the free world. Thank you, Mr. Oh, God, that was devastating. Oh, my God. He spelled it out. We were safe, secure, and our military was strong, projecting strength under Donald J. Trump. The moment Joe Biden took office, our military was weakened on the national stage. We were an immediate target, and people started dying. It's due to that one decision. Elections have consequences. And Lloyd Austin, your position in Washington, D.C., has also contributed to those loss of lives. So here, Lloyd Austin is begging for forgiveness uh, in relation to that unauthorized absence. Let's go ahead and listen to Matt Gates hold his ass to the fire. Treatment for that cancer had gone wrong because you saw. And I, as- I got to start this over. Hold on.
you didn't tell the president that you had cancer, that you were being treated for cancer, or that the treatment for that cancer had gone wrong because you saw it as personal and medical. And I think a lot of us have empathy for you in that regard. But now that you see how personal medical decisions are, will you call for the re-recruitment, restoration of full rank and back pay for the 8,600 service members who were vax mandated out of the military? Uh, no, I won't. So on March 4th, 2021, you authored a memo. It was entitled Message to the Force. And in that memo, you said that there would be clear and swift accountability for anyone who didn't meet the highest standards of the Department of Defense. Now, however this worked out, we all acknowledge that what you did here didn't meet the highest standards, right? You made a mistake. <laughs> I admit it to you. Yeah, okay, so we got that. So then the question is, what becomes the, the clear and swift accountability? Now, you're not going to be discharged, right? No? That, that's right. Okay, you're, you're not going to be suspended. You're not going to be demoted, and you're not going to have your pay cut. None of those things are going to happen to you, right? That's right. Okay, so you come here <laughs> seeking some grace and some forgiveness. And I want you to know that one of the service members who you vax mandated out of the military sent me the parable of the unforgiving debtor. And it's in the book of Matthew, uh, it's verses uh, 21 to 35. The man fell down before his king and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay all the debt. Then his master, filled with pity for him, released him and forgave him of his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded payment. His fellow servant sat down and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor would not wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. And the king called the man who had been forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Mr. Secretary, you come to us seeking forgiveness, but you offer none. And it seems as though the pattern is repeated. You make a mistake, oh. like on the VAX mandate and here regarding your notification, then you get busted. President Biden had to sign something into law reversing your, your VAX mandate. You got busted here, not because you came forward, but because we learned of this through other means. And then after you get busted making a mistake, you, know, you, want, you want that benefit but you don't want to extend it to others. Um, this isn't swift or clear. You're not meeting your own standards that you set for yourself. And you say that the DOD is a learning organization. Haven't you learned yet that the military is weaker, not stronger, with the 8,600 people that you've axed mandated out of the military? Uh, just one point, uh, uh, Congressman. The reason I'm here is because uh, Chairman requested that I appear to, to uh, um, talk about the circumstances surrounding uh, my hospitalization. But don't you see the hypocrisy in it? Because you screwed up 
we fix your screw-up, and now you want grace. But these people who sought religious exemptions, they got no such grace. And also, I just think it's ridiculous that we're in three wars. You went AWOL for three days, and we get two hours with you. If you can't spend more than two hours answering these questions, I don't know how you really operate in all these wars. Oh, boom! Oh, that was devastating. Absolutely devastating and so succinct. Right to the point. Lloyd Austin, you're a hypocrite. Joe Biden, you're a hypocrite. All of these worthless politicians, these self-serving public servants, public servants, they're completely worthless. They hold us to far different standards than they hold themselves. They show up, they do a press conference, they cry, they say, I've learned, I've grown, please don't punish me. But then when it comes to you guys, when it comes to me, when it comes to those men and women in uniform who felt strongly, had religious exemption, or even just intelligent exemption, to not wanting to have to take an unnecessary clot shot, they lose their jobs, they lose their pensions, they lose their future. Everything that they worked for their entire lives, wasted. Can you, anybody out there? Anybody out there? Andre, you still there? What would happen if you went AWOL for three days, bud? What would have happened to you? What would your unit have said? What would your commanding officer have said? Oh, it was, it was a private matter. It was a private matter, boss. I had other stuff. I just, I couldn't tell you. Because I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know I was getting my prostate worked on. Mm-hmm. The stockade. That's exactly what would have happened. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten any grace. Lloyd Austin deserves none. Lloyd Austin deserves the brig, as far as I'm concerned. And look at this. Look at this. Language is so vitally important. You know, they went from calling them illegal aliens to calling them migrants. And now they're calling them newcomers. Welcome, all ye who enter here, newcomers to the United States of America. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Do not come. Do not come. So. Uh, listen to this. The Biden White House is now referring to illegal immigrants as newcomers. I, Marinda, Marinda sent me a, a video last night. I had asked the question on air. How much money is it costing the American people? How much money is it costing for these illegals to enter the United States? I have two states, one of them my home state of Florida, and then also the state of Virginia. So... Right now, it's estimated that around 419,000 illegal aliens live in Virginia. Uh, they are roughly uh, uh, 123,443,000 uh, illegal alien households uh, are adding to our local schools. So that means that those kids' education has to be paid for. The average cost to Virginians, American citizens, is $5,038 per illegal alien. So taxpayers are supporting about $1.6 billion in education costs. 
$548.1 million in police, legal fees, corrections. And then, of course, you got health care, you got public assistance, uh, general government services that go to service these illegals. That's a total of $2.84 billion for the citizens of Virginia alone every single year. What does that equal? That equals $873 per Virginia household annually. Now let's take a look at Florida. In Florida, there's an estimated 1,185,000 illegals that are living here today. Uh, that is, uh, at, that's about 312,633 illegal students that are added to the Florida education system. Again, an average of $5,040 that's coming out of my pocket for every single illegal alien. $4 billion in education costs, $1.6 billion in police, legal, and corrections. And then you add in all of the other government and city services, eight point zero four billion dollars illegal aliens are costing me and my fellow legal florida taxpayers every single year that's nine hundred and eighty six dollars per florida household annually you guys you are also paying thousands of dollars per every single illegal every single year this is not a victimless crime Okay, this is not about charity. This is not about, you know, warmth and, 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 and love and helping people out who are in a bad position. This is another transfer of wealth. Okay, you want to know why everything costs so much more? You want to know why you don't have enough money to simply live the cost of living? We can't afford to do anything. People are suffering. American citizens are suffering. Do you know, we, we've, we've, we've voted or the, 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 the Congress has voted to send $165 billion to Ukraine, okay, to create new potholes in formerly uh, rich farmlands, to kill uh, and maim untold hundreds of thousands of people, to destroy cities, to destroy infrastructure, $165 billion. Okay, they could already build the wall. They could have given every single homeless vet in America uh, $1 million each, and it would have had more money left over. We could have solved the issue of homelessness entirely. Everything could have been fixed with that $165 billion, and yet they still want you to pay more. Don Sclater says, I am in Virginia. This has to stop. God, yeah, yeah this, ha- this has to stop. This absolutely has to stop. We cannot. It's unsustainable. We can't keep going like this. They're going to turn America into a third world nation. This is why we have to rally around changing sure this system. That? We have to rally around getting America first candidates into office. This is completely, completely unacceptable. These are not newcomers. These are illegals. And they're siphoning the money out of my pockets and your pockets. All right. So finally, guys. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear President Trump's immunity claim, and likely the trial at very least is going to be postponed until November. Now, I tend to believe that the trial is likely not even going to happen. There is no guarantee on when the Supreme Court is going to actually hear the arguments in this case. They are hearing the the oral arguments on an expedited schedule the week of April 22nd. And they are expected to decide no later than June. They could decide sooner. However, 
That doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. The Supreme Court has taken its sweet ass time previously. So they have indefinitely postponed the March 4th trial date. We have to wait until they take this up and they actually hear the arguments. But if the Supreme Court decides to quickly reject President Trump's immunity claim, it may permit the trial to take place before the election. However, there is a high likelihood that they're going to want to decide ahead of time so that we can just get this all taken care of. Now, they also could potentially put this off until after the election and then say, hey, well, the claim is moot. I tend to believe that they're going to want to get this on record. As I said uh, earlier on Adel's program, there's already well-established precedent to show that presidents have immunity. Uh, you've had a number of presidents in the past who have engaged in illegal stuff, vice presidents who have done illegal stuff. They've been able to get away with it. The legal process to hold presidents accountable for things that they shouldn't have done, that's the impeachment process. That is where you're supposed to answer for that stuff. President Trump was impeached twice, but he was never convicted because he committed no crimes. They couldn't get him then. They can't get him now. So clearly, we're just going to have to wait for this to play out. I think the Supreme Court is going to be the ultimate arbiter. Uh, now, uh, if you were present on the show with Adel and I, we watched a clip of Rachel Maddow. Uh, I had also planned to watch that clip here. So let's go ahead and listen to Rachel Maddow flipping out uh, about this uh, Supreme Court decision, which is likely going to ensure Trump's victory in November. Now, if you think about the the court as the Supreme Court of the United States and a rational actor and a decent one, that was a reasonable supposition. And it just turns out they're not that um, feel, you know, incremental bit of progress here. The important question here is not whether the Supreme Court is going to decide that Donald Trump and all presidents are immune from prosecution for things they commit, crimes they committed while they were president. I mean, uh, you know, even before we continue with this, Rachel Maddow and the Democrats, the radical left Democrats, you know, they're starting with the supposition that President Trump committed crimes. Okay. He has not actually committed crimes. All of this stuff is trumped up. It's political. Uh, it is not based in reality. Uh, Sabrado says, uh, don't you think if we rise up, it will end up like January 6th that never stopped. I've never stopped looking behind me. Uh, well, I, I, I think that rising up is uh, open to interpretation. You know, when I'm saying something like that, I'm talking specifically about being involved in the process at your local levels. There are far more America firsters out there than there are people who are actively campaigning for the deep state. Uh, we do have a lot more power than we tend to realize. It's about the organization and the implementation of that power. Uh, I think that we have to have the right to protest. OK, we still we cannot abandon that. Uh, we still need to be able to show that we have numbers and that we have force. But people have to be very careful about the way they're doing it. Obviously, they're going to try to destroy us and in whatever way they can. They want to make us feel like it's not safe. It's not safe to go out. And yes, I absolutely understand. Nobody went to January 6th thinking that there was going to be some, you know, effed up psyop taking place. I mean, they ran that thing perfectly. But I think that it was necessary to wake up a good majority of the American public because now you can't protest. You know, now people don't feel safe doing that. 
you know, we have to be willing to sacrifice and we have to be willing to show that, you know, this is what America was founded upon. I mean, take a look at just the Boston Tea Party, right? You know, I mean, like those people were pissed off and they decided to take some action and it started some heat. Uh, you know, we need we can still show how angry we are and demand accountability without putting ourselves into mortal danger or uh, insinuating that we need to have some sort of uh, revolution. Uh, we can have a bloodless revolution, a revolution that is based in uh, in our uh, uh, modern day uh, logic and reason. And uh, we can have a, a, a real impact on what's happening in our local uh, policies and uh, the implementation of the things that we believe in. But by and large, people have just allowed the uh, establishment politicians to be the ones doing that. And, uh, you know, it's happening. It's happening all around. When I was talking about those efforts in Michigan, you know, the people who are campaigning and getting affidavits from people who have 10 voters at their home uh, who don't actually live there, but the ballots show up and somebody takes them. I mean, that right there is is a local effort uh, to ensure that the voter rolls are cleaned up. We can't just wait for some nebulous, large organization to come in and, and say, hey, we're going to fix this for you guys. You know, th- this is this is uh, about each and every one of us chipping away at this in the smallest way possible, because all of that little action comes together and it adds up into a, a much bigger action. I mean, it would be fully insane for them to actually side with Trump here, right? The conclusion that we can arrive at now based on what they have done without having to wait for the ruling is that they are ensuring that Trump will not face trial. And when they inevitably rule that presidents aren't immune from prosecution after they leave office, what that will tell Donald Trump, if by then he is president, is that he can never leave the office of the presidency. And if he is voted out in 2028, he cannot leave office and he is willing to come. He is is welcome. She just said if he's voted out in 2028, in 2028, he will have already served two terms as president. And yes, it won't be legal for him to remain in the office of the presidency. But they said he was not going anywhere in 2020. And he allowed a peaceful transition of power to the ire of many people who loved him out here in America. There were a lot of people who wanted him to just say, you know, F you, I'm not going. But clearly, that was what they wanted him to do, too. That was what they were expecting him to do. And now they're still railing on about President Trump being some sort of a dictator. My life was so good under President Trump. I was freer. I was more successful. I was safer. I had more confidence in the future of my country. Everything was beautiful under President Trump, despite their best efforts to try to stifle the people of this country, to shut us down, to make our voices no longer be heard. And as a result, that's backfired on them. So, yes, they are freaking out because the Supreme Court is not going to find that President Trump can stand trial for something he never did. And this guy right here, he is uh, essentially saying that we need to get rid of the Supreme Court. Well, the only reason that you, my friend, are able to appear on MSNBC and rail about the power of the Supreme Court is because our founding fathers knew that we had to have these separations. We had to have this balance of power between the judiciary and the executive and the legislative. 
You can't get rid of one of them. You can't tell one of them that they're no longer able to do the job that historically they were put in place to do. Uh, because as soon as one of them goes, then one of the other ones is going to take so much power. I would say that the Supreme Court doesn't do enough. Okay, we have enough corruption in the judiciary, excuse me, in the legislative. We have enough corruption in the executive. Presidents, besides Donald Trump, have essentially already acted as if they have some ultimate authority. They never have to answer for anything. Congress seems to act like they don't have to answer for anything. There has been such incredible mismanagement of every aspect of this nation. These two bodies on their own have put America into a position of weakness Uh, They have disintegrated the things that keep our country moving. They've gotten rid of our manufacturing base. They are destroying our farming base. They are destroying our ethical base. They are killing the family. They're killing babies. This is something that they have to answer for. Okay, and there's simply no way around it. Donald Trump is going to return. And I hope I hope he is vicious I hope that he comes down with the hammer in every way possible, whatever legal way he possibly can. And I hope that there is a place in the administration for people like us who truly care about what happens to this country. And I'll be happy to allow Rachel Maddow to continue spewing her vile filth on the air every single night. But things have to change. And because if they don't change in four years from now, It's just going to go back to another despot like Joe Biden. Cadino says my wife lost her job under Trump. She worked for a contractor that had military contracts. Trump made it so that if you had to be retired military to be employed. So Trump fired my wife. Well, hopefully she got another job. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, There's so much good that happened under Trump. And was everything perfect? No. But anyways, I think that's funny. Okay. Yes, Trump needs to bring the thunder. I made this meme years ago of President Trump holding the the hammer of Thor with lightning flying down out of the sky. And I wish I could find it. It's around here on one of my computers someplace. But that was a good one. That's basically how I envision Trump 2.0. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, it, it it went pretty far and wide. God, I shared it on Twitter years ago, and I don't know if it's still there on my profile or not. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to find it. I'll try to find it some other time. All right, you guys, we're going to close it out right there because it's seven o'clock. I am exhausted um, and uh, I need to uh, I need to relax with Lisa, get some dinner. So thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us today. Let me go through the thank yous over here on pilled.net. I also need to tell everybody I got our good friend, Matt Emch, the guy who came on the show and he told us the story about his dog man encounter. We just got him set up with uh, a Rumble account and a pilled account today. And I'm going to be live on his channel with him on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern before I go live on my own channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I believe if you go to Matt's Foxhole, a.k.a. Pilled account, uh, it's Planet 412, Planet 412. 
He's already got the uh, the stream set up. I think he's already got it set up at Rumble as well, and he's got it set up on YouTube. So definitely join us, and let's make Matt feel welcome uh, as a, a part of our community because he really is a cool guy, and uh, we agree on everything, basically. <laughs> he's on our level, and uh, once he realized who I was, he opened up, and he was like, I can't believe I didn't know who you were. It was really, really funny. All right, so. Uh, Matt's a great guy. Matt's a great guy, and I, I want us all to support him. So definitely go subscribe to him. Um, so I, Zeke Truth says, uh, what's up, Red Pill? What's up, Zeke? Good to hear you. Uh, Cyber X Speed says, it's not much, but I hope this helps with the chargebacks. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Candylicious, thank you so much. Filterdog1, thank you so much. Karen Allen43 just bought a three-month tiered subscription. Karen, you are a beast. Thank you so much. Just Duckies says, sending you love and prayers. We stand with you just as God stands with us all. Thank you so much, Duckies. Good to see you, buddy. Deplorable Farmer, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Gonzo Rules, thank you so much for the cookie. Marnie Hurley, thank you as well. Crane Op, good to see you, buddy. He says, if I was born today, I'd be 16. Uh, and then Crane up dropped two, three more cookies. Thank you, buddy. Liberty Bells says, hi, Zach. Really hope justice is served. So do I. So do I. You know, I want to believe in the future of this country. I want to believe in, in truth and justice. I want to believe in law and order. I want to believe that we're not just simply going to be a satellite arm of the new world order for the rest of our lives. And the United States of America as a republic is simply dead in the water. I just I don't want to believe that. I have to have faith that God is going to deliver us through this, that Donald Trump truly is anointed to be that light in the darkness, to help lead us out of this darkness and to become part of this political process. We have to be that next generation of political leaders because if we are not the ones that do it, nobody else is going to be there to do it for us. Tomcat, thank you so much. He says, awesome show. Thank you. Vector, always good to see you, buddy. He says, here you go, Zach. That's all I have. Well, uh, I sincerely appreciate it. Crane Op dropped two cookies and then another ship. He said, Zach, uh, I'll give it, give it another go, but Foxhole's still glitchy on my laptop. Frustrating. I'm sorry. Make sure you're on the latest version of the browser that you're using. Uh, D. Dalid says, great show. Candylicious says, uh, people wonder why I'm hesitant to file my taxes. <laughs> LOL. If you can get away with it, go ahead. Uh, Nakaz808, thank you for the shades and aloha, buddy. Good to see you. Yes. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all of you. I just want to make sure that there's nothing else that I'm missing over here. Uh, uh, ZBM says, you mean the guy that talked about the demon Nephilim? No, that shit scared the shit out of me. I don't, I don't think he was talking about demon Nephilim. He was talking about something. Uh, I don't know that he ever really understood what it was, but you know, he is not only going to be talking about his specific encounter with the dog man. So anyways, God bless. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you all. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on uh, another episode of Red Pill News Live, Friday night live stream. And then Saturday, I'll be live with Matt Emch. You can find him at Planet412 on YouTube, Rumble, and The Foxhole. And uh, and then I'll be here, here live at 9 p.m. on Saturday night. Peace out. We'll see you later. As Aaron says, peace in.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.